Hello, this is Shani from Happy Hour News. This episode may contain graphic subject matter that might not be appropriate for all listeners. Be advised. Yeah, I remember when this song came out. I had this album. <laughs> I bought it new. All right. Everything, everything's In fucking recording. I hear everything recording. Okay, everything's recording. Everything's recording. Everything's on. I fucking I'm, hope so. I'm jamming. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode. I hope we got all the fucking cameras recording this time. Yeah. Dang it. This is story night tonight. We got stories. We got stories. You got stories. Well, we got stories. We got stories about stories. (laughs) And we've got the guy responsible for recording what you're going to hear tonight, Rocket 38. We did a recording session last last few months ago, wasn't it, Tommy? Yeah, it was. It was. We need you in the mic. Eat that fucker. Yeah, it was probably December, I think it was. December, yeah, it was... Uh, took a little break over the holidays to do some production work on all that. And yeah. Came back at it at the beginning of the year. So this is the guy responsible. Is It's uh, TC... TC Horton? Sound Studios. Sound Studios. God, I was trying to look it up as I was introducing. I'm like, fuck, I don't have my poop in a group tonight. Your poop's always in a group. Yeah, and it comes out in a log. That's right. But yeah, TC Sound Studios. How long... Have you been doing this? What what? Give us a little uh, background on your on my audio expertise. on your audio expertise. I mean, where your, did it where did it come from? Your pitch. Well, all my audio expertise came from a musical background. Really, I mean, we're family. You know yep. that, obviously. I'm yep. first cousin with Shinty here, and <clears throat> we grew up in a big musical family. So. Throughout the years, there was always bands playing in town. You know, older cousins, aunts and uncles, and grandparents. Maybe yes. a few T-Bores out there? Yep, quite a few of them. <laughs> Probably yeah. all of them. Probably all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, you know, dad, my, my dad was a musician. He played guitar in bands throughout all the years. I remember I was growing up. He'd always be gone playing in the weekends, playing in bars and whatnot. And just watching everybody else play is what wanted me to start playing. And Exactly. And I grew up. Not in Hebron, but in like 30 miles away. And for some odd reason, that bug still bit me too. Yeah. And my brother. So, you know, it's it's contagious. I play the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you play what we all record, huh? That's right. If it wasn't for the guys that play the radio, where would musicians be financially, right? Nowhere. Nowhere. Damn. Got to get deep on us, huh? Right away. Rely oh. on you. Yes. He, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, but now you went to, you went to school yeah. professionally. You, I mean, did you just, just start to do this right after high school or did you take some time to be like, ah, I don't know what's, what's going to happen or this is what I want to do? No, right in my graduating year, I was in a band with your brother. That's right. Gee, and we were in Trick Grenade and we, we decided to record our own album and not spend the money going to a studio to do it. It was like, okay, we got to learn how to do this ourselves. We could probably do it ourselves. And we took Cousin TJ, they had their family's garage out on the farm there. Yeah. We dug it out and we 
insulated it up and we turned it into a home recording studio and nice. bought all the gear we needed to figure it out. Got a pro tool set up and I remember that. I remember there's like freaking blankets hanging up from the ceilings and the little isolation booth for your vocals. And I was like, God damn, these guys are really gonna fucking do it. Yep. <laughs> and I think I still have a trick And how old were you when you was doing that? Eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. Wow. And we got through it. It took us about a year. We re- we recorded the whole thing probably three times. We just kept on learning as we were doing it. Right. Like, oh, yeah. we got. Oh, this is so much better now. So much better now. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. Kind of like podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> just keep doing it until you and you get overdo it, it. Right. Well, then the band the band decided to break up, and we had everyone was kind of going their own ways, and it was like, well, what do I do now? And I loved doing that so much that it was like, well, that's what I'm going to go to school for. So you decided to go to Philadelphia. Actually, we went to New York. Went you to went New York. to New York first? Yeah, I went to New York. I was living in Jersey City and went to the Institute of Audio Research. And that was actually the oldest recording school in the country. Unfortunately, they just shut down probably like oh, five years ago. Damn. Yeah, you know, everyone's doing it themselves now. They don't need to really teach well, it. Well, I YouTube mean, came about. thing is, yeah, there's so see. much, you know, the information superhighway, you know. Yep. Drove right through their living room. <laughs> <laughs> really did. But yeah, moved out to New York on a whim. We're like, hey, let's do it. Well, lucky you did when you did. Yep. Honestly, or otherwise you'd be looking at YouTube videos like like how we learned how yeah, to podcast. Yeah, kind of like yeah, how we yeah. learned to do everything. There's nobody teaching us, and then even with our audio, our audio, <laughs> our the, video recording, hey, mato, eh? <laughs> with our uh, video recording, I have no training. I just had an interest that I bought the program. I'm like, well, what happens when you do this and this? Oh, this is how you do this. So. It's what's, a trial and error. What's air. the first thing they teach you in video recording school? I don't know. Turn the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm going to pay for that later. <laughs> no, one of the cool stories I do have from being out there, though, is one of my teachers, he told us that when he first started doing it, his most proud moment when he was interning at one of the studios he worked at was he got to press the tape flanges on the tape reels on Jimi Hendrix's guitar solos. Oh, man. He's like, they were going to put the flange effect on. Well, at that time, you just press the flanges of the tape reels. Oh. Oh, yeah, kind of makes the tape go up and down a little bit, huh? So he's like, I went in there, and they're playing back the solo, and I went in there, and I started pressing on the flange reels. I remember coming back and sitting down in my chair, he said, and Jimi didn't say a word. He just sat there with a smile on his face, just nodding his head. Nice. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he actually came up with a lot of really great effects. I mean, totally analog. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that first Echoplex was like a wire that would record as he played, and then it would come around like two seconds later and then play again on mm-hmm. the record. That was crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. I was glad I got to go because all the teachers that I did have were older and experienced yeah and they well, got to work with all the greats throughout the years so we got some really cool stories got nice. a lot of cool info but nice and yeah. i mean and a lot of cool uh, fucking knowledge i mean yes. just to how to do it but the recording technology has changed Major. drastically yeah we didn't even get to work years. on tape machines while i was going to school it was all pro tools yeah it was, yeah all all digital right all digital yep. recording yeah. all the tape machines were in the back hallways not being yeah. used the tech guy didn't want to work on them. He just get pissed off. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's a hell of a lot more editing. I mean, I mean, when you get a fucking yeah, only two of the teachers know how to splice tape. Splicing tape, yeah, and it's the like teachers fuck. didn't know how to do oh, it anymore. Manually splicing tape. Yep. Instead of having three fucking video or audio lines up there and being yeah. able to you clip here, cutting block. Yeah, and, you know, 
we didn't get to learn that because there was only a few teachers who knew how, well, and they weren't. They, they mean they didn't go up and they didn't click on a little pair of scissors. <laughs> well, that's what we did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, back in the day, they used to manly cut this, but here's this button that says with the pair of scissors pair cut, of, cut here. Yeah. All right, paste. Fucking brilliant. Yep. Yeah. But the thing is, all right, well, you you yeah, you can attest to this. There is quality lost from digital. Oh yeah. To, I mean, that's why I think. Uh, I don't know if it's quality. I would say character. Character, character, and color. Yeah. Because quality now, I mean, especially now, you can record at you know twenty four bit one ninety two, and you can have pristine sounding recordings. Right. It's going to have a different feel and a different sound recording completely analog. But well, like we, we were we that. were talking earlier about like playing Frank Zappa album. When, when I was a kid, I played that live film Maurice over and over again, and I literally ground it to nothing. Yep. <laughs> so the more I listened to it, the more it changed. Yep. You know? Nice. Yeah. And that you was probably cool. did some run DMC shit, too, like ik, 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 scratching the record. No, we didn't scratch our <laughs> records. We, we actually had held our records in high esteem, and we, we would, like, you know, handle them with gloves. We actually, I had a pair of record-handling white gloves. Nice. And I had, like, the little thing where you would squirt a little bit of fluid on it, and then I had a little thing where I could wipe it off, and I would put it on the record, and I would go across the record, and then I would, you know, put, put the cue thing up, and I would go over, and I would slowly drop the needle down on the record, and it would... And then it would start playing a song. My dad caught me trying to do the whole rap thing. Oh, the whole... Thing. Re- 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 <laughs> I got my yeah. ass beat. No, oh, I'm sure you like, did. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, well, I saw it. You know, I had to try, you know. Yeah. I never did it again. What? What? what wait I'm... a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what? what, what, what? <laughs> so, from New York... Then it was Philadelphia. Then it was Philadelphia. How long did you go to school there? And then you actually worked there, too. I didn't go to school in Philadelphia. It was right after I graduated school in New York. I was looking for a job. And there was a studio. Actually, the, the application was for a audio engineering and music production teacher. And so I applied for it. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. He right. Me I'm, I'm going to be a teacher right out of school. <laughs> well, they wanted an assistant teacher. And I'm like, okay, well. well they probably didn't have a lot of uh, uh, teachers that were digital savvy. I mean. Well, of, that's the thing. This was oh, the old of, guys are probably still stuck in analog, right? Well, the thing. Well, the thing was more or less that this wasn't a big school. It was based out of a recording studio, right? So this was a primi- primarily hip hop based studio, okay. in Philadelphia. And so I applied. He had me come in for an interview, and apparently I, he saw something in me because he hired me on the spot. Nice. You know? And so I worked for him as more or less in, well, not even really an intern. It was just starting to teach classes right away. He told me his tr- curriculum. I had to start writing curriculum for classes. So I was teaching audio engineering and music production classes while being second engineer in the studio. So I'd be working mornings, you know, in the studio teaching classes, and I'd go into sessions, and then at the night I'd work night shift at a nursing home. So I was working Whoa. around the clock just wow. to try to keep going. But, yeah, that well. was, again, a great experience. I wouldn't trade any of that East Coast experience I had in the world for anything because I learned a lot, and then it kept me on my toes. I had to I had to teach it, you know, and I was fresh out of school, so it was all right there. And I loved doing it, so I had the excitement to want to do it. And you got out of North Dakota for a while. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I love North Dakota. I mean, I, I can't imagine living anywhere else, but I can't imagine being here and never leaving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd done it. Yeah. So this first song that we're going to take a look at, because this is – video podcast land or i saw a couple of people all butthurt because they don't think video is podcast i think is 
vlogs. The, yeah, vlogs. Yeah, well, that's old school. That, this does, is that video, just doesn't roll is, off the damn tongue. I think it's video, video podcast, podcast land. Yeah. Yeah. Video podcast land. Video podcast land. But is it really a podcast if it's not on an iPod? Well, see, Ooh, there you go. There's an that's, Apple that's, guy. That's, that's what you call uh, hij- <laughs> hijacking a term. <laughs> <laughs> but this first song here, let's... Uh, I forgot what the fuck one I did first. Rocking in the free world. There you go. This, I don't know. I mean, run us through in a in a nutshell the recording process and what we had to do. I don't know. I I, I really don't know how what we had to. Do you were but you were the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to so the man here, behind how, the curtain. How about like when you're ready to record a bunch of musicians? What what is what's going through your head? What do you want to see? How do you like to set it up? Well, it depends on how much prep time I have. All right, so so say you got a day. I mean, I know that's not much, but yeah, well, see this this what we had to do this time was a little out of the ordinary because I had just reset up my whole studio setup. So it was trying to trial and error what make sure everything worked. Right. You know, and I'm kind of on a tight schedule, so it was it was a it was hit the ground running on this one, but it turned out really good. Actually, yeah, well, I was, thought it turned out excellent. Actually, it was Billy Jean. Oh, Billy Jean's the first one? I think so. Okay. I don't remember. Well, you know, here's the deal. It's the magic of the internet. Well, you can put whatever night. you want as the first one. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. But the audio for that show's already done, so. Okay. But no, first song tonight, we'll put in Billy Jean. Right on. All right. Let's listen to that.
All right. Badass song. God damn, they did a good job on that. I mean, the vocals, the the tightness of the the freaking everything. I mean, it was, it yeah, was good. I mean, when they came in that night, I mean, it seemed like pretty much we were all on a different page of what was really going to happen because it was this was supposed to be more of a test to try to see if we could actually pull this off for a for a video, radio, yeah. and audio production. And the band performed phenomenally. They were troopers. Oh. Anytime I said anything, hey, that's not good enough, let's try it again. Yeah, they were. Okay. Right there. Yep. But it was right all there, completely yeah. live. There was no overdubs. It was all done in one one evening. One, not one. There's one song done in one take. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, as far as you know, having any kind of overdubbing or having anyone come back and redo parts, right? Yeah. None of that was Fill, done. It do was any all, fills or anything like that? Yeah. It was all live. Here we're going from start to finish, beginning of the song, the end of the song. No cuts. Yep. You know, no punching in, and they rocked it. You know, yeah. they were very tight. Well, they're all pretty good musicians. Yeah. And, you know, they were very yeah. good. Well, you can, you can, if you really look closely at some of the video that the songs that were done in multiple takes, and I had to take multiple takes with the camera. Multiple could, takes for video. For video. For video, the yeah. Audio was still audio, one audio, oh, audio, audio, audio was still audio one take. Yeah, take, I didn't right? splice any audio from no. all their takes. It was we found the best take for the that The best night. take, yeah. But I had to splice multiple takes for the video, and sometimes it didn't match the audio, but in the end, it seemed like it all fucking worked out. It so, worked out really well. For, I think so. For a first time for try. Camera, fa- camera failures, oh, audio man. failures. Camera failures, audio no. failures. See, that leads me to a challenge. I challenge anybody who's listening to this, who who's watching this, if you can tell me where the shit doesn't match, I'll buy you a free lunch, providing the lunch is free. <laughs> I'll take you up on that challenge. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you can do it here. because you know. Yeah. Exactly. Anybody besides him <laughs> and him. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember? Oh, good, because I couldn't tell. I mean, if he had not pointed out, I would have never known. You know, like I just told when I watched that one before we came in here, um, I hadn't seen the video for the Rockin' in the Free World yet, and that was the first time I got to see it. And if I wouldn't have been paying attention from my point of view being in the production aspect. Right. And looking for the sync up issues, I wouldn't have seen it. So now we know what fucking song it is. <laughs> Shush. That's a lot of free lunches for you there, Sanchez. Yeah, well, I can afford them all. <laughs> They're all free. But yeah. So, I mean, no, that was a good time that night. I mean, we had a good time. And like I said, it was supposed to be on the fly. This was supposed to be a project that was supposed to go out to uh, Seattle for yep. a big thing. But. Things went south there, and then your interface went tits up. Yes, yes, that, that was. No and way. I, I messaged uh, the lady I was working with in Seattle, and I was, she's like, "Oh, an interface problem. We just dealt with that." I'm like, "Oh, well." I said, "I have no idea when it's going to be fixed. I don't know if I can get you the material." And then you know, which other is, which is not to be confused as a sit on your face problem. <laughs> yeah, that's it, not in her face. Oh. <laughs> Well, there's an interface and a sit on your face. <laughs> but then other shit went south, so everything got pushed to the back burner. And now, finally, which is all right because it gave me the time to get it right, you know. Yeah, except no, for, no. It, it, you except for the terrific, fucking though. interview last week. I did, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, now, this, here, here's the story. <laughs> here's the rest here's of the story. The, Paul Harvey, good day. <laughs> So the rest of the story. So we we had that band in last week for a special a special podcast that we we're going to put out as a special. Yep. With 
the video you're seeing tonight. Yep. And everything was great. We had a wonderful time. They played some music, and there's there's total audio of everything. But it turns out one of the cameras, which was zoned in on the band, didn't quite record everything. Or anything. Or anything. <laughs> At all. So... It was a it was a kerfuffle. It was a definite kerfuffle, and I I apologize to the band. I apologize to everybody out there in podcast land. I didn't know how I was going to incorporate these videos until I realized, and Sanchez here realized that Tommy's coming in. Yeah, if we could talk about that and just kind of interlace those videos, we can have something for y'all in podcast right. land, and and get those videos out to you. Yeah, because I spent a lot of fucking time on yeah. the videos. Oh, uh, not to mention Tommy did also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was hours into that process. Hours. Yeah. Upon, I mean, all your hours, all my hours, all the, you know, just, it would probably be a and the band's week hours. worth of work, like a straight 45-hour week probably. Probably. I mean, because con- contending with all the issues that we had in yeah. the production stages and trying to work with those and make a – usable product i yeah. mean i you don't want to release shit. i gotta say this to us there you go <laughs> i give myself a round of applause yes <laughs> take we're ready for it yeah <laughs> take uh, a bow and i mean there's always room for improvements so don't i'm not sitting here saying that it was perfect no but i mean for but, what we had to work with and being on the fly and the first time trying to do a project like in that sense i think well, it came out very very well i think it came out fine i mean there's I mean, it totally seemed like totally professional production to me. Yeah, well, you know. thank you. We, we try. I mean, like you said, I mean, we're not going to do it half-ass. I mean, if something ain't right, we're going to fix it. And like I said with that video kerfuffle last week, uh, if it, there's something ain't right, I ain't going to do it, but we're going to find a way to fix it. Find we're a way still fi- going to. Yeah, find a way to make it, some parts of it work anyway. That's, that's the motto where I work. It's called make it work. Make it work. <laughs> I took on this job, so make it work. Yeah. So this, yeah, this next one I believe is rocking in the free world. Okay. And this one, I got to say, I've played with this band a few times. I were, you know, the people in the band, I should say, I've played this song with these, and it's different every time. Dane plays that solo different every time. Well, did and it, it just did. so happened that... The audio that Tommy captured matched a mix match of video on right. the last note. I mean, it oh, hit yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It was It was like... I yeah. was like, oh, fuck, he ain't playing those notes. And then all of a sudden, bang! And then it, it just went to it. I'm like, well, fuck. I mean, and that just proves the musicianship of these guys. Is they, 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 they improvise and yet still make it work. And, and Tommy captured it. And, and Brian thought... It was an original dude. <laughs> he was fucking with you. Yeah, oh, was he? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He thought, well, we, you know, I just kept hearing you guys play it. I figured you wrote it. <laughs> I was pretty drunk. <laughs> you believed him. I believe most everybody, except everything. All right, this next one, Rocket in the Free World, that you're going to hear right here. Happy Hour News Team. We haven't even fucking said who we were. HappyHourNewsTeam.com. That's right. Uh, Oh yeah, rocking in the free world. The corners on the street, 
All right. Fucking Neil Young. He'd be proud, huh? I, you know, I think he would. I, they did that song justice. Yeah. That was one of my favorite songs they did that night. As far as performance, they, they, they really rocked that one in my free world. Yes. Yeah. In the free-ish world. Oh, we, yeah. As free <laughs> as you can get now. <laughs> so, after Philadelphia, you decided to come back home then. Yeah. And what did you spawn when you get back home? Besides the little kitties. I said babies. I said babies. <laughs> no, the plan was was to start my own studio. Yep. And so I started doing that, started getting everything I needed to do it with the help of my dad and his his place and his home studio. I tried to make a conglomeration of Did you go back to the barn? No, I didn't. No. No, we oh. didn't go back to the farm. That was that was not my place. All right. But my dad has always had a home recording set up. But yep. it was Old school. It was old school. It was still all digital, but it was the beginning of the digital age. Right. So a lot of it was very clunky yet. But he's got the gear, you know, outboard processing and a board and everything else in the space to do it, instrumentation and everything, you know. So I started setting up for a, a location there. And then, you know, there was life and more life. Oh, yep. fucking yeah. life. That, that was you the know? baby making <laughs> he's talking bitch. about. Just to think what kind of life we would have if that fucking life did get in the way. <laughs> Man, it'd really be a life. I it? know, it'd be a great life if life wasn't there. No, but then, you know, in the last couple of years, got my mojo back. And in the meantime, I'd always been working on stuff, like I did the Danger Casanova album. Right? Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. And check great that one shit. out out there in the Absolutely, land. Absolutely, yeah. There. That's um, a good album. Did a lot of live recordings. And anything I get my hands on in the meantime. Well, didn't you record them at the, uh, they did a couple video shoots. Yeah, we did a video shoot. I did the album and we did videos. Yep. Um, I mixed the fuckstrut video. The yeah. Video oh, that's fucking awesome, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to record that one, but I got to do all the mixing and mastering on that. And then when they did the live at Rock Point. Yep, Rock Point. Um, yeah. I recorded that one and mixed that one. So if you're not the guy recording it, but you're, got, you're the guy mixing it, is it a totally different feel? Yeah, you're at the mercy of the recording engine. Of the recording, yeah. So... If the recording engineer doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, you got to try to make it work, right? It can be a nightmare or it can be a godsend. So what's know? the deal with all these, you know, a lot of hip-hop stuff, you know, different mixes, you know, like the, the original release will go, eh, I like that. But then when you get the, you know, the DJ Jimmy Jimmy mix, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, what, is, is, is that a deal? Or do they take, you know, an average recording and then mix it up to where it's like yeah, the off remix, the hook? Yeah, the remix stuff. Well, I actually had a class in that when I was going to school on how to do professional remixes. And that's another that's another art form in itself. You know, that yeah. so it really is. Well, those mashups that you see, like those TikTok videos where people are taking like fucking that one I sent you. Yeah. What the hell was it? I mean. Static X. Static X push it with uh, salt, salt and pepper. pepper. Yeah. It's like, and it, it, it matched perfectly. Yep. You got to know your time stretching. You got to know how to time stretch without manipulating your audio to go up and down in pitch or speed and still have to sound cohesive. Yeah. But then also picking the right material that's going to be close enough in tempo that it's not going to be way too like, hey, this is, you can't do Yeah. It. But that, that uh, the tempo of push it and uh, push it, they, they, they damn near fucking matched up. And then yep. it was just perfect. I'll and then have, that's, 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 the type of, <laughs> that's the type of music that you will hear in the clubs. Yep. I mean, those type of mixes, I mean, and that's 
basically what not what you do but you engineer the audio mm-hmm. to sound fucking amazing yeah and so i mean you're, you're really at the mercy of whatever your whatever hand you're dealt and what you have to work so with. you would you would say you'd rather much record and mix it yourself so you know what you're putting into the mix and then you know what you're working with with the mix you have to put it this way you can't polish a turd but you can roll it in glitter yeah still a turd yeah it's still it's always <laughs> gonna be a turd yeah so if you're, if you're handed a turd even an old fart like me all knows you can that. do is all you can do is roll it in glitter there you, you go the best you can with it you can't you polish it. it but if you, if you if you have a nice new improved sparkly a, turd if you have a nice solid turd to start with yeah you know it, you don't got a rolling glitter you can actually polish that sucker it can't you know? be a keto turd right sanchez well, keto turds are actually quite nice turds <laughs> it's peanut butter turds are the ones you don't want to mess with <laughs> Oh, but I mean, the, the biggest thing is, is like, there's a big saying, you, you know, fix it in the mix or fix it in post or yeah. whatever it is. No, you can't just fix it in the mix. You got to have it right from the source. That's right. The, that's we got to have, I mean, it's like trying to make, you know, jelly out of, you know, like freaking boogers, you know, go ahead, pick your nose. I'll make jelly out of it later. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this last song here, which we're going to get to, there was no fix it in the mix. There was no post. This was a uh, come together. This was a one-take song. They came, they just come in off uh, from smoking outside, and they're like, we're going to do this song. And I had two cameras set up, but one of them decided to take a shit on me that night, and it totally gave me a pixelated fucking oh, yeah, shot. Just, it's just shot. Shot on you. Yeah. yeah, so I had one camera to work with. So that's why this video is a combination of, of two shoots yeah you can tell there's two different shoots but they fucking worked out excellent dude. well it's i mean it's the same it's the one audio but it's shot in two different locations right. i couldn't get the uh the live feel which we were going for and like what you said it, it's more of the music video feel i'm like well, well yeah, definitely 90s music yeah. video i couldn't yeah i couldn't do any more with one cam i mean with one camera if i would have had all three like i do now actually i did that night but the batteries went dead yeah. I've I always had problems, you know. Batteries, something, SD cards. Yep, pushed a button. I forgot. There's <laughs> really not I'm much sorry. more. There's <laughs> really not much more I can forget, is there? I don't think so. I mean, no, but it's a learning process. It is. You, know, you learn every, as you go. You learn from your mistakes. Every and, time I think I hope it gets better, you know, people aren't not watching or not listening. I mean, there's always more people listening and watching, so. It's a win. Yeah, it's definitely a win. It's all a win, dude. I mean. So what everybody needs to do is come together. That's right. Happyhournewsteam.com. Right now.
great right. fucking song, dude. That's you know I've been a Beatles fan ever since I can remember. I mean, they hit hit nineteen sixty three, right? Is when they well no in, 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 in when they hit America it was around nineteen sixty three. We are way younger than you, Sanchez. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was at in nineteen sixty three because I could remember that far back, but I can't remember anything else. <laughs> so you remember when the Beatles came to? Oh yeah, I'm, I remember Wembley uh, Stadium. I remember. Or wherever the fuck it was, Madison, a Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium. And I remember that my parents were just absolutely upset that this freak noise was happening and that it was becoming popular and that it was going to be a thing that Chet Atkins wasn't going to be able to be famous anymore. And it was crazy. I mean, it was. I remember my dad getting up and turning off uh, the Ed Sullivan show when the Beatles come on. He got up and said, We ain't listening to this shit. You know, well, the listeners and the watchers just got to watch and listen yeah. to the beat or I was, Beatles. I was six, but this is Rocket <laughs> Thirty Eight. Yeah. So, Tommy, what up? Where can we find your your uh, your your stuff at? You got a website. You got a Facebook page. Not you yet. said you, you were going to rekindle you got Twitter, the website. You got- I'm going to rekindle. I had a website. But that was right when I came back from Philadelphia, and I was starting to get everything going. I was advertising. I was everything, but life happens. Yeah. And so I'm still in the process. I just got my new replacement interface from the one that died during our the stuff you're seeing tonight. Extravaganza. Um, it's just getting all that rewired. I got to pull everything in my studio and pull my patch bays. And I saw that. That's a that's a freaking. Are you on Twitter? Uh, I think probably, but it's right. <laughs> so it's so. In other words, it's not going to be easy to find you. <laughs> so if anybody wants your you can, services, yeah, what? How do they get a hold of you? Get on my Facebook personal Facebook page at this point. There you go, Tommy Collin. Yep, Tommy all right. Collin. It's all, all word right. of mouth at this and, point. And uh, we'll, 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 I will try my hardest to get some good contact information for you. So if anybody wants to reach out to Happy Hour News Team, they can uh, go to happyhournewsteam.com. They can email us at happyhrnews at gmail.com or they can email me personally at sanchez at happyhrnewsteam.com those are all you know they could call us at 701-369-0029 there is no possible way you can't get a hold of us all right yes we have we have uh we have ways. we have we this have of making you get the hold of us <laughs> We have ways of making you speak. That's right. All right. I want to thank everybody tuning in tonight to our video special. If you like what you heard, we've got more with Mr. Tommy here and another half hour of audio you will catch a couple days from now. And just because you watch the video doesn't mean you get the podcast. No. It's a video podcast. And then we get the audio podcast second half. Since this is coming out Sunday, happy Easter, everybody. Oh, that's right. It's Good Friday. Is it? It's okay, Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> Thanks again, Tommy. What's Thanks that? What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, TC Sound, Sound Studios. Sound Studios. I plan on having everything up within. By the end of the summer was my goal to have everything ready to go to start promotion. So all right, right look for me this summer. And where are you located? Hebron, North Dakota. Hebron, North Dakota. You the get geographical that center of the of the North American continent. Did you know that? Not Hebron. No. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, close enough. No I mean, rugby. fine all right peace in 1967 107 countries signed a treaty promising that the vastness of outer space would forever be free of nuclear weapons 
Immediately, this became a huge problem. What is a global superpower to do? How is an overreaching, warlike, global, power-hungry group of war profiteers supposed to make a living with these kinds of restrictions? GIG Industry is proud to present to you... God's Rods! A next-generation kinetic impact weapon for the 21st century. Imagine, 34 feet of 9-inch solid tungsten dropped from orbit in whatever poor suspecting shithole you desire. All the destructive power of a thermonuclear warhead without the radioactive side effects. Just set the coordinates and let gravity take over. Order yours today and we'll include our patented 100 Godrod magazine so you can hit multiple targets with one launch. Screaming Chewy Show Podcast where every episode is a wild card. Topics can vary from history of heavy metal, conspiracies, how to overthrow a government, yeah, that was a good one. How to survive a zombie apocalypse, oh yeah, you might want to check that one out, right? Or things like spirituality and the science behind it. I talk about anything and everything. I have guests such as my friends, authors, motivational speakers, entrepreneurs, and celebrities. I bring it all to you. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. Available on all major platforms. And don't forget to subscribe. I drop multiple episodes every week. Peace, Screaming Chewy Show. <laughs> yeah, fix that post. It posts. Welcome back, everybody, to the second half of our audio, video. I don't know. Podcast. Podcast. This the is, most important part. This would be the podcast, right? Yes. Unless you're not on an iPod. This would be this would be our our audio transmission of the thing that we do. Beep, beep, In case beep, you don't beep, have an beep, iPod. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. I want to welcome back everybody who, came, who actually stuck with us, and Tommy is still sticking with us tonight. Nice. And we're going to lead off with what we usually do here with a Florida man. Florida man. What do we got, Sanchez? Well, we got here uh, cops. Yeah, Florida, Florida man. Naked man said he was doing walk of shame. That ain't Florida man. It's not Florida? That's South Carolina man. Oh, well, fuck South Carolina. No, we got Florida man with shovel wins gunfight. Oh, there we go. Damn, you fucked that one all up. 26-year-old Orlando man shot three times during a Friday morning robbery and Hudson managed to pick up a shovel and beat his attacker. So, Sanchez was telling me about a, uh alternate story, or that's not really no, what, what, uh, what it, happened. As, as you read through the story, the headline, of course, are all headlines are always salacious, you know. So yeah. are we. Yeah. Well. <laughs> salacious. <laughs> so, uh, it turns out that the guy who got shot didn't actually have a shovel. 
That wasn't him. Well, no, he well he ended up with a shovel. Okay, but uh, a passerby, you know, a onlooker came by and whacked the shooter with a shovel. So that's so, how he won. And the guy who got shot took shovel away from said shovel wielder and proceeded to whack the motherfucker with shovel too. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up with a shovel. <laughs> but he the, didn't bring a shovel to a gunfight. That's when the fight. news crews arrived. Huh? He didn't bring a shovel to a gunfight, but he ended up with a shovel with a gunfight. Okay. Yeah. So the guy got fucking shoveled. There's a Florida man. Florida man. You go Florida man. Yeah. 26, shot three times during a Friday morning at robbery in Hudson, managed to pick up a shovel and beat his attacker. The case reference unfolded on US-19 Players Club Bar. Imagine that, a Players Club Bar. We got one of them. Yeah, I've never been there. Me either. Yeah. So uh, this guy walked out of the bar and got into his truck in an attempt to, to leave. He just wanted to go home. So without worrying, guy come up, fired five shots from a handgun and was struck three times. So that guy injured, that, but not giving up without a fight. He said that this guy managed to get out of his truck and grab the, his attacker. At that point, the attacker demanded everything the guy had. So at first he shot him, then the guy got out of his truck, then he tried to rob him. So the guy that got shot three times. Yeah. Got out up, of his truck. Ended up beating his ass with a shovel? Well, wow. stick with me for a second. A witness <laughs> stepped in at that point, striking the gunman with a shovel. Okay. As a witness, this guy just standing there going with a shovel. <laughs> I'm standing here with a shovel. <laughs> he must have been a construction foreman. I don't know. Just holding up a shovel. Standing, out, standing you know? outside of the players club at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so he took the shovel from him and... Continued to beat the suspect. <laughs> what gets me is the guy walked up and shot him three times. Five. Fired, shot five times, hit him three times through the window. Not a very good shot, I'm thinking. Okay, look at the window profile. What's sticking up above a window? Your shoulders, your neck, and your head. Well, okay, you think about it. You're sitting behind He must have it. fired through the door. I mean... It doesn't matter. He got I could his see fucking how, ass okay, whooped I could with see, a right. shovel. <laughs> I could see, all right, if this guy got shot three times, it had to have been, and still managed to whoop this guy's ass with yeah, a shovel. Yeah. It had to have been through the door. Non-fatal, non-lethal fucking, ra- you know, wounds. Yeah. You know. So it, uh, he was taken to the lo- local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. There you go. <laughs> Didn't do a very good job. There you I go. I mean, now you got to go, you know, what? finally, eventually you can get out of jail and you got to go back to your home and you say, well, what happened, dude? Well, I came up, I went to shoot this guy, but I did such a bad fucking job. He fucking ended up beating me to death with a shovel. <laughs> and he didn't even get hardly any fucking injuries at all. Yeah, Florida. Have you ever been to Florida, Tom? No, and I have really no desire to. Yeah. It's too humid. It is. They look crazy. And crazy. Scrotum of the United States. <laughs> it's just hanging down there. It's huh? kind of just hanging there. It's a def- we used to call it the appendix, but yeah, It's a deflated scrotum. scrotum. Yeah, Florida. I'm surprised somebody hasn't come from Florida to come up and shoot us three times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did just see, though, in Florida, there's a picture of this alligator just climbing the guy's fence in his backyard. Apparently, gators can climb fences. Yeah, and they're everywhere. And that's what I mean. Now that yeah, you really yeah. don't want to go there because if I have, even if I have a fence surrounding me, the gators gonna get in. Yeah. Well, yeah, crazy dude. The only I think shovel. I think the only reason they do that is probably they had a pool, and they were looking to you know go take a dip. 
Because I've seen a couple pictures or videos where actually people in Florida, they go outside and there's a fucking gator just lounging in their pool. Yeah. Or hanging out in their Fuck backyard. that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You know why I don't want to go to Florida? Because in Coral Springs, Florida, a customer walking in the parking lot of a public store in Coral Springs came upon a disturbing sight. A man was allegedly pleasuring himself in his SUV. The man, later identified by police as a crumb jugged. A crumb jugged? Yeah, 22. <laughs> <laughs> was watching was watching pornographic video on his cell phone and masturbating in his SUV outside the store at 2201 University Drive, my favorite store. So what? That's why I don't want to go there because you walk around, a, people are fucking jerking their jerking in the fucking parking lot. Didn't grocery we do stores. a story last week or the week before? That was a different story. I, I, yeah. I checked this three no, times. No, 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 no. That other one was the Walmart. Yeah, this happened <laughs> before in Florida. Yeah, it happens all the fucking time. <laughs> I mean, people, it's, it's nothing in Florida. Look out your back window and see a naked person jumping on your fucking trampoline <laughs> <laughs> just because it's fucking Florida. <laughs> Well, there's naked people doing weird shit everywhere in Florida. I know, yeah. It's just that you can't do anything with your clothes on. <laughs> well, like Tommy said, it's too humid. It's too humid, yeah. yeah. And if you're going to wh- whack off, you got to do it in the parking lot of a fucking uh, grocery store. you got to do it at Walmart. you got to do it in the doorway of a fucking 7-Eleven. You know, or you got to do it out by the dumpsters at, uh, what was that, Popeye's Chicken? <laughs> no, that, that, that last one I was talking about was uh, he was a food delivery guy. Remember? I, I, he said he was waiting for his... Uh, Merchandise. He's a food delivery guy, so he started beating off. Oh yeah, well, that's three. That's three <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, and then and then our, our friend who did it twice and got caught twice. Freaking uh, Vanessa. Her, yeah, Vanessa, flick, call us. We're serious. Flicking her bean. Seven zero one three six nine zero zero two nine. Vanessa from Vanessa, Florida. We love you. Look, hey, um, I wish we had our cameras up because we got your stickers. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know Vanessa. you had stickers, did you? We have Vanessa stickers. <laughs> All the way here up in North Dakota. That's right. All right. Well, this next story, I have to give a shout out to the ACT podcast, the A period, C period, T period. Sarah Bear, thank you, girl. Love you. This is the forgotten fruit that looks like an asshole. <laughs> it does, too. <laughs> it's all puckered and it's everything. It's all puckered and squishy, and it's like you know, down into one spot. Usually, uh, at the end of our show, we do a countdown of fucked up shit. Uh, every week, we do a different fucked up thing. Uh, this week, we have uh, this go around. We have our 10 sociological, Sociolo- psychological studies that went south. That's our countdown. But Sarah from the act had brought me this story. She says, I think you guys would be into this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like an asshole. It does. It looks. It's called the meddler fruit, or the anus fruit. Well, chances are you've never eaten or, a meddler. Or the open arses fruit. Hundreds of years ago, though, meddlers were a favorite fruit across Europe. Small apple-like fruits were eaten raw by squeezing out their pulp, like a prolapsed asshole, huh? <laughs> no, if or, it was prolapsed, it would look a little different. <laughs> or made into desserts, often a firm jelly called meddler cheese. Unlike other fruits, it was ready in the winter, making it a popular treat and a welcome source of sweetness at a time of sugar when a sugar is rare. Would you eat an asshole? A sugary... We've been through this before on other podcasts. 
Because remember, we went, well, I don't know, it was probably a little over a year ago when we was over at the other house. We did a thing about the guy was got pulled over in his pickup because he had a sticker on there that says, I eat ass. <laughs> and he got in trouble for it, but it turned out he didn't really do anything wrong. I don't eat ass. <laughs> I don't, you don't, I don't, you don't stick, have to explain yourself. I don't, I don't eat we ass. We didn't ask you. you what did you just say? What did he just Despite ask? Despite their tasty if I ate ass. No, if you would eat an ass like an ass fruit cinnamon candy. All right, the jelly that comes out or Yeah, like a pro. Well, now the jelly. That's a different deal. Despite their tasty cinnamon applesauce flavor and texture, meddlers are best known for their shape. Both medieval and renaissance writers fixated on the small fruits puckered ends. Like a little asshole. Yeah. In England, they were called open arses and cat arses. While the French, thinking they seemed more canine, called them called des chiennes. In other words, people thought fruit looked like just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Chaucer and Shakespeare both referenced fruit in their uh, writings. The fruit becomes a great metaphor. In Romeo and Juliet, one character jokes to another that Romeo probably fantasized about Juliet's asshole? What? And himself as a popperin pear? Which looked like a male... Yeah. They totally took but, this in a but, sexual innuendo way. Well, yeah. Romeo's well, I mean, pear and Juliet's asshole? Of course, they, we only started... People only started thinking about sex, you know, after the, what, 15th century? 16th century? <laughs> It was never, you know, in 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 art or culture or anything like that before then, right? Of course not. <laughs> the guy of course not. walked up to this fruit and said, "Wow, this looks like, like an, an asshole." asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. Or are you going know, to talking about a girl? Well, I bet her uh, metal art is pretty cool. <laughs> but I look at like a today's day and age with all the emojis. You oh, got the eggplant. You got the eggplant. Yeah, and which is, is taking as a dick. dick. Oh, really? An eggplant? Away. Eggplant emoji on your phone if you're going and like send a text. I've never had an eggplant emoji. On oh, you my see, phone. everybody always uses the little little water spurts coming out the end and everything. Yep. You know, really? Yeah. Yep. It's a dick. An eggplant. So, so if you, I ever, can see a cucumber or a carrot. They don't give or, you an eggplant. They give you. A, I mean, they, they give you an eggplant. That's all they give you. They don't give yeah. you a cucumber. Yeah. Well, I, I, honestly, I've never pickle. actually had the need to find uh, an emoji for a dick. <laughs> it's like a it's like a, a code emoji damn it it's like dtf you didn't know what that was either right i still know i'm not sure. down to fuck oh that's right like yeah that twitter or not twitter uh i'm too old for this stuff sonny <laughs> well this this fucking uh the rest of it uh, meddler tree is eggplant. inoffensive I enough i would never know that that has anything to do with any kind of sexual innuendo whatsoever. It's the closest thing they give you to a dick. Yeah. So people use it as oh, that. I think my I could probably find a dick on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> if I needed one, <laughs> I would just find a picture of a dick and send that instead of an emoji. <laughs> if I needed to send a picture of a dick, I would send a dick. But Facebook would probably block you for that. Yeah. I wouldn't send it on Facebook. Facebook, but you can with an eggplant. But I would pass by them and I would find a picture of a guy named Dick. <laughs> and I would send a picture of him. Nixon, I hear. Sure, why not? Oh, uh, so this. And, uh, not, not, I mean, uh, I gotta say it before I forget it. I was in this military. 
with a guy whose name was Richard Head. And I swear to God. Oh, I bet he hated his parents. He had a band. And it was Dickhead and the Four Skins. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, that's great. Yeah. That was, uh, we fucking, we'd, we'd walk by him and look at him and start laughing. <laughs> Dickhead and the foreskins. Dickhead Tommy's and the here foreskins. to record you. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. Uh, but I want to thank Sarah for this uh, the asshole fruit. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. If anybody else has any crazy fucked up shit they want us to talk about, I mean, we'll do it. We'll do it for a fee. We'll cover just about anything. Except dicks. Yeah. Well, Dick fruit. All right. Our final segment of the night, Sanchez. You've got a uh, you got another Florida man up there. Well, I've got another Florida man. i got lots of them up here. i got the guy that was fucking getting drunk and doing Botox. That was <laughs> that's totally Florida, right? <laughs> We'll save that one for next week. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is, uh, what, the third or fourth in our this will be fourth? Our fifth. Fourth. Or, well, anyway, it's the next in our uh, series of psychological experiments that just didn't quite go the way they should have. And this one is like borderline uh, above-board psychological experiment and kind of a gnarly uh, underneath-the-fucking-radar one. It's uh it's known as the Tony La Madrid case. Okay. And UCLA did this experiment. They wanted to find out, you know, about all about people with schizophrenia. So the and I'll, I'll put up all kinds of uh, links to the whole story, but it's a long, convoluted thing. So I'm going to give you the the dirty, the, re- the Reader's Digest condensed fucking version. So they, I like the TV Guide version. Okay, I'll give you that seem shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they wanted to find out more about how the how they were treating schizophrenics if it was being effective. So what they did was they got these people who were being treated for schizophrenia, which is terrible fucking mental illness. And I don't know if anybody out in, in here or out in our uh, listener pocket world, land has ever been around anybody with real true schizophrenia but it is fucking it terrifying really feel bad for them people yeah because they really hear voices in their heads i mean really find themselves in situations where they're not you know i mean it's real to them i grew up with one as my neighbor yeah whole life i dealt with him yeah and and it's and it's you know and they just do not understand what reality is the way we do it's different for them so what happened? So what they did was they they said, well, we would like you to be in this study, you know, and and we're gonna we're gonna you know get a bunch of you together and we're gonna you know kind of test you and there you might have some side effects, you might not. So what they did was they basically, without telling them, pulled their fucking meds. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, they they said they were you know giving them you know this this medicine and that medicine. What they basically did was gave them sugar pills and just took their medicine away so they could observe how it reacted with them. Well, it didn't fucking go great. It didn't go great at all. Turns out the medicine they were taking really fucking helped. And when they took it away, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't great at all. And uh, well, there's there, a reason. The, re- the reason they call it the Tony La Madrid case is because this guy actually climbed up on a big, tall fucking building and did a fucking nosedive off site. 
And they were, and once he hit the pavement, they all started figuring out, well, why did this guy ch- jump off fucking building? Well, that's when they found out these fuckers at UCLA took their fucking medicine away as a study to see what would happen. That sounds like something a child would do. You know, in context, I mean, when we were kids, you're like, oh, there's an ant. Let's see what happens if we pull off its legs. Yeah, right? see what happens. Or if there's a fly, let's pull off its wings. Yeah. I mean, that seems like the mentality of these people. That have you? I've I've found some parallels. All right, we've done four, three, four of these. You claim? Yeah. I think we did five, maybe five. I don't know. These have all all of these fucked up experiments have come from major pristine colleges or or uh, psychiatric institutions. So uh, the yeah, the last one was they were it was a uh, uh, they were orphans they Miller got, yeah the the Milner Milner experiment yeah that we had the uh, Stanford yeah the Stanford that was college yeah and then the the first one was uh I think the first one was a Stanford one I don't know but they've all been come from like well known e- either either a, a prestigious uh, educational institution or some type of uh, uh, psychological medical provider. Yeah, you know, like a, a, I guess you call them nut houses. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the what the asylums. You know, asylums, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, psych psychologists that wanted that were they. I guess they thought in the back of their head they were trying to do well, right? They're trying to do good to, to further the the common good, the common good of yeah, you know, everybody. I think the problem there is they're not looking at human life as human life, but more as a, a, a rat. Oh, yeah, as, here's my trust me, dude. Yeah. Stick with us. We'll fucking get worse and worse and worse because there's no fucking end to this shit. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've jumped down that rabbit hole. If you yeah, know. there's no fucking end to this shit. And that's, that's why we do one of these a week, just because it, it gets so fucked up. And it's like, how, how can you, I mean... That shock experiment was a Milner one. That was a Milner one, yeah. Yeah, where they. Oh yeah, that was the last one. Yeah, that was. I mean, you're not looking at these subjects as people, like Tommy just said. You're looking at them as data. See, that was like half prank though, because nobody really got hurt in that one. No, but there were the people that were actually thinking they were shocking. Right. They're psychologically. Oh yeah, no, that now they're like you know I I fucking did what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. Did, are you familiar with that one, the Milner experiment? I've heard of it, but That's, I yeah. Well, they they, they, they uh, put two Wait. people. Tune in to oh, our website. There you go. You're yeah. have yeah. We can't we can't backtrack on this All right. episode. All right, well, you can't right. backtrack. All right, so we we did this one last week. Or last we, week, last week, we yeah. put it on HappyHourNewsTeam.com. There's a full documentary on yeah. the Milner experiment. Oh yeah, there, this, actually, there's several, but the one I the one I linked to, I think is I think is the best. But this one is just they took away their fucking medicine just to see what would happen. Basically, yeah. Were they were they looking for just like a baseline? Okay, this person acts X amount of fucked up. All right, this person acts X. Plus X amount of fucked up without his meds. So what if we give him half his meds back? Are they going to hack a little less fucked up? Or were these brand new fucking doctors? <laughs> I wonder if their mindset behind it was to see what this what the the patients would do well, under from, normal circumstances. From, from, what, I re- from what I read about it, the initial seed that they wanted to find out was, are we doing any good? With the medication. With the medication that we're giving them. Oh, I thought it was just... When was this one done? When was the study done? Uh, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here really quick. 
Because all the rest of them that we've done, they've been in like the 50s, 50s 60s. 60s yeah. yeah, see, a lot of them things, that's what I mean. If it was something recent, then it's like, of course. Well, I'm you know scrolling through here, yeah. and I'm yeah. not seeing a date popping out, but I will definitely have it on a website. That's what I was talking about during the first two, I think. I was like, all right, these have all been done back when nobody knew any better, right? What Pretty much. They didn't know any better. They wanted, just wanted to know. They just wanted to know. Well, the, the, med- yeah. the normal medications that are out nowadays weren't out then, and they were trying to find, you know, learn. They were trying to learn really back yeah. then, but that's a, the premise that behind it was really fucked up. Sketchy. Yeah, really fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the real biggest problem was is they didn't uh, completely tell these people what they were doing to them. Yeah. Oh, so it was involuntary. It, well, it was it was pseudo voluntary. <laughs> no, no. I mean, meaning that that they uh, agreed to it on terms that weren't necessarily true. Uh, okay, so they're lied to. They were lied. <laughs> they were lied to. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the that the reason that is famous is because the guy that jumped off the jumped building. off the building. Then they found out that they weren't totally pulled in on what they were, what was happening to them. They weren't. It, were, it wasn't explained to them totally as what the whole deal was. So this is a prime example of an experiment that went south. Oh, it's yeah, it went south, and it's, it just gets worse from here. <laughs> well, thank you, Tommy, for coming in tonight. It was a pleasure. It was amazing. Time. Thanks for having me, you guys. Once again, Tommy Conlon on Facebook. If you want to get a hold of him to do some recording, and I'll try. I'll get. I'll have some contact information for you too on uh, HappyHourNewsTeam.com. Right. Well, here we go. Would you ready to go down this rabbit hole?